Welcome back to Call Me By Your Ball Game. Yes, uh, yet again, we are hitting. Uh, it's hard to believe we're already at the third of four baseball focused episodes for the Call Me By Your Game podcast here in the summer of 2022. Um, normally on this show, I, your host, Connor McCabe, brings on uh, usually just one guest to hear from them about a meaningful video game from a specific moment in their life, from their past, whether that's something special that they played uh, when they were an RA in in college, uh, uh, or it was something they played with just, just at their grandma's house with, uh, with a cousin or something. That's what we like to hear about on the show. But here in the baseball series that we're doing, the Call Me By Your Ball Game series, uh, it's the second summer we've done this. Uh, we did it in 2020. We're back again in 2022. This will be the uh, August episode, and we'll have one more coming your way in September. I'm still there's there's I'm choosing between two options. I always do this to the listener. I'm like, we're gonna have another episode coming up, and I'm indecisive about it. But today, uh, I'm really excited to get into it. I'm gonna do a little housekeeping up top. Um, first of all, if you want to support us, you can do that a few different ways. Uh, you can check us out on social media, both on Instagram and Twitter on Instagram. We're at, uh, call me by your game pod and on Twitter, call me by your game, but there's just one Y in the Twitter, uh, address. So that's B Y O U R there. You can see what episodes we have coming out each week, the art I make for each individual episode, and you can even learn about how to, uh, support our guests. Uh, you can also support the show by leaving us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. And if it's positive, good golly gosh, I'll even read it on the show. Um, and maybe you'll get a you'll get some Cracker Jacks uh, for it. This is me trying to theme it uh, more baseball. Um, you can also share the show with a friend, whether they love video games in general, uh, are big fans of our two wonderful guests today, or uh, were uh, a huge fan of this game at some point or the series. And lastly, you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash super NPC radio, where you've already heard an ad for our Donkey Kong Games Club, which is the big ticket item this fall uh, on our Patreon, where we're uh, cataloging eight games in the Donkey Kong series. We're already, we already have two in the books. We just released Donkey Kong 94, an uh, episode all about the Game Boy game, which I truly think might be the actual best game in the series. Um, that's out at our $10 DJ Toad tier. There's a lot more it's there. So again, patreon.com slash super NPC radio. But finally, I will uh, move on with the show. We'll introduce our guests and we'll bring out uh, these guests to inch, to uh, bring the lineup cards to the umpire. I guess I guess I'm the umpire today, which kind of sucks. But uh, please welcome back. You know, this is a special one, folks. Uh, a reuniting of the crew who did our Backyard Baseball 2001 episode two years ago. Got the full crew here. First of all, um, uh, most recent guest on the show of, of these two, at least, uh, Eddie Martin. Welcome. Good to be back, man. And, you know, I was just thinking I have uh, higher OPS than Ahmed Khan these days. So just continuing to bring the thunder. Dude, you are raking. And, mm -hmm. you know, he he's definitely has a higher slug than he does in OBP. But, like, his, it's still a respectful, solid OBP. Absolutely. Pretty good. High 800s, I'm pretty sure. Um, if not into the low nines, um, Eddie, you most recently joined us for the episode on, uh, super bases loaded three license to steal, which I, uh, after playing that game decided we we're going to make it equally about super baseball 2020 because super bases yeah. loaded three did not hold up as well as I thought, uh, getting back to it. Um, so I'm really excited to have you here, but also we are joined by, uh, Mr. Alex Bernard, 
uh, who uh, who right now is just has got a whip that's off the charts, folks. It's I can't even tell you that the number's so small I can't even read it. It's no, you you got it the other way. My whip is so large you can't even <laughs> read it. It's, I am a, I am a, have a four point five whip. Oh my uh, goodness, that's right. It's higher than Reese Worthington's whip. Oh, there so, we are. I know, no. which is like, and we already know that Reese Worthington he's a he's a hip hip batter guy mm-hmm. he's a walk guy yep he has no control whatsoever uh but you keep throwing him out there you know what because you got to have someone to eat innings once you're already down big uh and okay. that you know reese's his whip would be even worse if they counted hit by pitches but they don't even count that in the whip stat which i think they, they should i also think they should count hit by pitches and on base percentage and i'm serious about that i've always thought that you get on base even if you're getting hit it should count. Anyway, um, Bernard, you most recently joined me for the kickoff uh, episode for the series this summer, talking all about Mario Superstar Baseball. Um, that was an absolute blast. And of course, I just got to remind everybody, because it's been two years, they might not be familiar, but you're also famously Eskimo Bros with Ronnie Dobbs. I, I am. Who did it? Who did Ronnie and I? I don't. Think, I don't think we named the your no 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 person. This is, yeah, no. I listened to that um, episode recently, and I remember we came to the conclusion that Ronnie was still with this person, but Alex was not. <laughs> and we were very clear yeah. on that, that that Alex is no longer with this person. Well, but that's Ronnie because is. I I remember seeing Ronnie at Zebulon one night, <laughs> and I saw him with this person in question who shall not be named, and I was like, oh do you know so-and-so and Ronnie like is obviously a friend of mine. And so he was like, yeah, we're sort of going out recently. And I was like, okay, full disclosure. I also went out with this person, but like, I, I don't want that to be awkward. I fully support you. And he was very kind about wow. it, but we are, is we are technically Eskimo brothers. I think they're still together too, which is. I so, which Guys, is I've got some news actually. They're engaged. No are you serious. Yep, they got engaged. Uh, I think a Fourth of July weekend. I think uh, her parents uh, were in town, and uh, yeah. So, congrats to the future Mister and Mrs. Dobbs. A a wedding invitation I will not receive. Yeah, that's so. I think that'll. I think that'll be okay though. Um, but boys, I'm so excited to have you back. Like I already said, uh, this was our crew who discussed the backyard baseball 2001 episode for the for the PC back. I think it was. I'm pretty sure. It was the finale of the series that year. Um, possibly, you know, easily could be in my favorite game of all time discussion list. I know you two, it's, it's a special to both of you. And a part of this series, we had to hit a backyard baseball game. And I figured, why not go with the first ever 3D backyard baseball game? Uh, it's just titled Backyard Baseball. But then they did come out with a port. Uh, they got some upgrades called Backyard Baseball 2005. So the original game came out on GameCube, and then we got the PS2 version and then a port to the PC later. I uh, And we'll get into uh, some of the differences between these games, what makes this game unique, and why I felt like it was interesting enough to have a discussion about. Um, uh, first things first, uh, I, I do want to get into a little preamble talk before we actually discuss this. Um, and I'll let either of you, you two can choose uh, which topic you each specifically get to want to talk about. Um, I'll start with you, Eddie. Is there anything that you 
feel like just discussing baseball wise right before we get into it, like anything you've been watching or something you find interesting about the season or the league, or have you been playing a baseball game recently that you feel like sharing about? I'll give you that choice either way. I'll just quickly talk about the state of baseball this year. Um, That's the saddest I've ever heard you say. (laughs) It's just been such a disappointing season for my Giants, especially after winning 107 games and then to just, you know, Buster Posey retires, and I think that's a big blow. Let's see how we respond. We responded terribly. There's no discipline on this team. They are horrible in the base pass. No one hits their cutoff, man. Mm. It's just like little fundamentals that they're not doing, and I think Posey being gone really affects it. So baseball, I'm just, I'm just rooting that the greatest team ever, which is the Dodgers will somehow get beat by somebody. Cause that's the only thing that I have to root for at this point in my life. Yeah. You know, it's never, it's never out of the question that the best team, at least in August slash, even going into the playoffs could lose. You never know what's going to happen pitching wise. You never know who's going to step up. Um, but, uh, but I, I am sorry to hear about that. You know, I've been following the giants a little bit this season as I usually do. And I think they're right around 500 right now, um, which is just, I understand, so disappointing. But is there any hope that you have for either next season or the near future for what they could do to address what's going on in San Francisco? They're still two to three years away, especially in that so? division. They're not competing with LA or San Diego at any time soon. So I just hope that those guys will be ready in two to three years. I know that you were, weren't you disappointed they didn't trade Rodon at the deadline? Yeah, because you might as well have. You would have got something yeah. for him. He's is on a he, one-year he deal. On, he's on an expiring right now. Yeah. That the reason they signed him to that deal was to trade him if things went south, and then they didn't trade him when things went south. So it kind of makes you think. But do you think I guess, I guess the asking price wasn't high enough? Um, they might. I, 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 I'd be okay with them resigning him. He's he's awesome. But yeah. again, it's like I don't think they're competing with LA or San Diego. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like might as well wait it out and they have a good farm system. So that's, that's what the uh, hope in right now. Gotcha. Um, dang dude. Bummer. Um, that's okay. So, so, not to bring the mood down or anything, but you yeah. know what? It's funny. I skipped the series last year and it didn't even give you a chance to talk about how good giants baseball was a year ago. I only talked to you on years where they don't make the playoffs, um, on, on a podcast format. Um, uh, and I guess since I asked, you know what, I, now that I asked you one question, there we go, Bernard, Alex, uh, Bernard has, uh, for the listener at home, donned his uh, LA Dodgers hat. And might I add the biggest smirk I've ever seen in my life is on his face. <laughs> I thought you were a Tigers fan. Uh, Dodgers are my National League team, especially uh, now that they're winning 120 games every year. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is a good team. I, yeah, I, for some reason, I find myself liking this team. I don't know what it is. You two both live in LA, so it's okay. That's very nice of you to say. It's well, it is interesting. Go for it, Bernard. Well, and also the Tigers have been shit for like almost a yeah. decade, uh, and we had to fade. We had to we we got knocked out by your Giants in the World Series in twenty twelve. Um, we, both of our was, teams have done you dirty, Bernard. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really, fine. thanks, Connor. Uh, <laughs> My team won 77 games last year, which is exactly 30 less than Eddie's team. Uh, And (laughs) then like going into this year, I'm I'm a Detroit Tigers fan for listeners. And going into this year, 
the mood was. I actually just like looked at this magazine I had, this baseball preview magazine yesterday, Ooh. just to see what their predictions were. And the biggest prediction they got wrong was the Tigers finishing in second in the AL Central. Oh. Everything else they were like, they basically they did well. <laughs> but the Tigers were supposed to have this big uh, like development year, this big step forward. And we're somehow much worse than we were before. And that's after signing like former MVP candidates. Um, so I find myself going to Dodger games and being seduced by <laughs> the crowds and yeah. the players whose names everybody knows um, and the winning. And the Coke and the, Zeros. The Coke Zeros. I bought Connor a Coke Zero when we went to the game. Very nice. And then I bought him another Coke Zero. <laughs> Whoa, dude. <laughs> what a, what yeah, that probably consumed about two liters of Coke Zero. At this <laughs> Did you yeah, either of you, I don't want to, I'm not going to pivot too hard because we have more to hear from, from Bernard, I feel like, and I got baseball stuff to share. But did either of you see that video that went viral this week of that Yankees fan who made a straw out of a hot dog and then drank his beer using the hot dog yes. straw? Yes. Yeah, uh, I didn't know how to feel about it. I'm I'm amazed at the ingenuity, but there's something strange to me about using that as a straw. Like I will eat them. Yeah. I don't care how much research has been done on how hot dogs definitely shorten your lifespan. I'll continue to to guzzle those puppies down, but yeah. using one as a straw, I don't know. It's in, it's it seems like we're we're not asking the question of whether or not we can. We should be asking if we should. It's the kind of shit you only get up to when you're a Yankees fan <laughs> and you have enough success in your life and you're so fucking spoiled. I'm just dropping. I'm just cursing on this pod. I just well, this pod is famously so, curses happen. Good. Good. You're just so spoiled that you're you're like sitting in the stands watching your team just spend two hundred million dollars on their players. And you're just like, well, I don't know. I'll, I'll, what else can I do with this hot dog? Like you. Uh, Yankees. You're trying to entertain. That sounds, sounds like sounds like another team I know. I was going to say <laughs> you could be t- you could be talking about the Dodgers right there. Absolutely, how dare you? Uh, <laughs> how dare you? They they don't have a title from that since 1988. I don't count 2020. It's a Mickey Mouse title. Oh, oh cool. okay. Okay. No, okay, this true. is coming ground I, for it's you. True. I also wasn't paying attention. Wasn't paying attention to that 16 team playoff. Uh, I was, and it was, it was really fun. And it, it was like one of the few things I had in October of 2020 was uh, specifically the NLCS was incredible, but uh, yeah. I think the Dodgers were down three, one and came back to beat the, beat the Braves. Um, Bernard, any other baseball stuff you felt like discussing and, or is there any baseball game you've been playing? I haven't been playing. Uh, I think last time I was on the pod, I talked to, a lot about super mega baseball i've taken a break yes. from that because uh, it's so frustrating at times it's just like real baseball which is not why <laughs> i play baseball games um turn that ego down man it'll start to be less frustrating absolutely i can't turn the ego down that's <laughs> always been my problem <laughs> in and, and out of the game right yeah <laughs> and so i guess the thing with baseball that's kind of been uh I'm in like my fantasy baseball semifinals right now. That's like mm. kind of been taking over my mind whenever I'm watching baseball games. So now I'm like rooting for Bryson Stott 
just the, like that in the seven hole of the Phillies lineup and just being like, when is Stott going to get up? Uh, and so <laughs> I'm really looking forward to when those, my playoffs end for mm. better or for worse. Yeah. And I can just sit down and watch, like watch the twins play and, and be like, oh my God, they need this game to move yes. the three and a half back in the central. Like I'm excited to just, accept baseball as it is without having vested interests in all these random teams soon that time that time is is it's gonna it's gonna sneak up as i often say um yeah yeah i don't know about you guys but it's been fun watching baltimore lately Dude, they're, it's they're chasing a wild card spot and no one would have counted them in this that's season, how they beat so. houston last night too uh yeah it was insane they had Some- a, yeah it's just been that, that's the team that's like trying to get in right now that no one believed in. And have you been so talking like America's to, team? Have you been talking to Andy, uh, Eddie's older brother, Andy, famously, famously, and a big famously. Orioles fan? Have you been talking to yeah. him about their run at all? He texts me every day. <laughs> Tell is it like him being telling you stuff that you're like, okay, I, I didn't, I didn't ask about this, but thank you. Yes, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's it's, uh, it's, Andrew uh, Martin. I know. It's usually, uh, we we need this win right here. Come on, let's go. And then, uh, then like I won't respond. And then, and then like ten minutes later, I get a hell yeah. Like so, it's like <laughs> you're like I'm at work, man. <laughs> I know. Yeah, not looking at my phone. That's uh, that's really good. Were, were you gonna say something, Bernard? Yeah, I have their game on my TV right now against Ooh, the Astros. What's the score? Just like on the side on mute. Um, I think I thought the Astros were up, but I don't know. They're not showing the score right now. I, I watched one of their games the other night, their crazy White Sox game that ended mm. with like yeah. the angle, the angle drop on foul territory and then the home run right after that and then going to like the 11. Um, that was fun. That's the other thing that I've really been appreciating lately is these teams like the Orioles and the Mariners and the Blue Jays who haven't been in the playoffs for a while, but their the atmosphere at their stadiums is electric. And, mm. and they know what's at stake. And Fans so are hungry. Every, yeah, they're hungry. They're hungry. And it's like, <laughs> it's like sold out crowds every night because of just like, you can tell that the team is kind of taking over the city. It's zero, zero, by the way, in the top. Oh, thank third. you. Uh, it feels like the Astros are winning. Um, very fun. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Um, yeah. Baseball. First of all, it's, it's, I think I mentioned this last time that we, we all did this podcast, but I have been to a ton of baseball games uh, with Eddie throughout my life. A bunch I mean, uh, I don't know the last time we went, we'll have, we should try to go to one maybe next year, dude, whether I yeah. go up there, or you visit down here, uh, or maybe yeah. you should come down here. We all three could go to a game. Now that oh, sounds, and then and I'll make us all do a three and a half hour podcast while we're there. Okay, everyone's giving me a big thumbs up. That's perfect. Uh, <laughs> but Eddie and I went to a ton of games growing up together. Bernard and I now have been to four baseball games, I think in five. Have we been to four? 2018, 19, 20, Yeah, dude, we've been to four in five years now. Uh, nice. We recently saw the, the Dodgers and the Padres play, I think, immediately after the Soto trade. Um, the Dodgers, they, they really took it to them on a Saturday night. And then... And then we we got we just got tickets to go see uh the you know the Pujols farewell tour at the end of September. Mm, so that's gonna be great. Yeah, I'm I'm you're really gonna, you're gonna cry. Oh, I'm gonna tear up. Uh, I'm gonna sweat. Uh, he's gonna look up in the crowd and he's gonna point at me. Um, and he's gonna say, "If it wasn't for you, I would have hit 700." Um, 
but uh, it should be fun. <laughs> I, I'm stoked. That also sort of gets me into the Cardinals of it all. Uh, they've been having a real fun streak lately. A little colder. They've been okay this week. They they won a series. They beat. They had a five game series in four days against the Cubs. They played a doubleheader. Took took three of five. Really should have taken. I think probably taken four out of five. And then they got the crap kicked out of them by Atlanta last night. They had some opportunities, just didn't capitalize early, and then Atlanta just poured it on. Um, that's a good team. They're really for the next hilarious. ten years. That's a really good team. Yeah, it's crazy. They're they're really not everybody locked good. up. Truly. Yeah. Um. But anyway, the Cardinals are super fun right now. The the Pujols is rejuvenated. They they got some like decent mm-hmm. starters who are really pulling through, especially yeah, in we Montgomery. might look. We might look. Yeah, I was gonna say we might look back on that trade deal as the biggest move of the of the season. Truly, I think Fangraphs maybe even just did an article about how good that was and how good Montgomery's been. Um, Goldie and Arenado are basically one and two in the NL MVP race right now. That we might have the two best players in the National League currently. Um, it's fun, you know, and I, it looks like they'll make the Cardinals should make the playoffs. They likely oh, yeah. will win the division with their lead. You never know what could happen, though. So I'm happy, and I just hope they can be healthy going into the postseason. And I'm happy. Unlike last year, they shouldn't be. They won't be in a one-game wild card playoff because that really hurt to see that hot team oh, yeah. NL record 18 wins in a row. Just you know, play Max Scherzer and the Dodgers and lose three to one on a walk-off homer off of our awful closer last year. So freaking Justin Turner, gosh, he hit a solo shot and then it was Chris mm-hmm. Taylor with the walk-off. So anyway, um, it's a lot. Now of you get go for now it. Now you get the Padres in the first round. Probably. Hey, you know, equally brutal. And the last time the Cardinals yeah. were in the full playoffs, they played the Padres. They won game one in that shortened three-game series, and then they blew game two, and they got killed in game three, and it was awful. San Diego, San Diego's pitching is not great. Yeah, I'm, not, could, I'm not afraid of them. them in the playoffs. Yeah, their pitching yeah. staff isn't scary. Yeah, we could definitely take it to them, especially now that uh, there will be no Tatis uh, this postseason and for the rest oh, of the year. Yeah. So, God, <laughs> <Spanish bummers. laughs> Yeah, that's uh, so depressing. Um, my first pick in my uh, fantasy baseball dynasty draft this year, <laughs> no. Fernando Tati. My second pick was Walker Bueller. Are you kidding me? And who, who, who's your Yikes. third pick? Like Tiny Tim or something like that? It, how Reese absolutely? Worthington? How dare you, Connor? <laughs> was it Reese Worthington? What is that? It was Reese Worthington. <laughs> it was. Um, well, it's only because my boy Ronnie was taken already. Um, of course, still supporting but, him. Yeah, of course. I mean, of course I support him. Dudes support dudes. Um, <laughs> no, I think my third was Julio Urias and my fourth was Aaron Judge. Okay, cool. And so Dude. then started turning around. But Hell of a fifth-round uh, pick. Well, this was like, you have to think about where Judge was at the beginning of the year and, like, what people thought of him. Because he'd been hurt and a lot, right? He'd been hurt. He'd had like good years, but not like incredible years. He was not being like touted as a top 12 fantasy guy. Dang. And it's also dynasty. So it's like people are taking young guys. And mm-hmm. anyway, not important. We'll talk about that off mic. I love it. Well, fellas, thank you for just entertaining me with uh with all that baseball talk. Um, if the listener wasn't clear, this is a baseball episode, so there's gonna be a lot of baseball talk. But finally. I'm going to go ahead and pivot us into actually getting into a little bit about this game. Um, Per usual, I'm going to just talk about this game and its place in the series um, and a little bit of history and context before we get into um, specifics about this bad bad boy. Um, So again, like 
we talked about a little earlier. I'm going to be referring to this game as Backyard Baseball 2005. We can get specific on which versions we're referring to if it's necessary, but it originally it was titled Backyard Baseball, which is just confusing because we have the original game with that exact title. Um, but here, I'll, here I go. I'll get into it right now. Backyard Baseball 2005 is a sports video game developed by Humongous Entertainment, part of the Humongous Sports series. Uh, and what makes this one special, uh, at least one of the things, is it was the first 3D Backyard Sports title and the sixth in the Backyard Baseball series, which is kind of crazy. So that means they had uh, sixth. How is that even possible? Because they had the original one, 2001, 2003, and then there's a Game Boy Advance one on the on the that was basically 2003 as well. Maybe they're saying sixth because I guess this fourth PS2 five and PC six maybe. Maybe that's that what it make, is. That must be it. But yeah, to me, that doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah, it's oh, you know, I think I got it now. Um, PC and PS2, they're considering the same one. Anyway, um, it was made for the uh, GameCube originally. Uh, as I already said earlier, there was a port then to the PlayStation 2 and then to the PC. Those uh, games had some upgrades. Um, Alex Rodriguez appears on the cover on the GameCube version. He's in a Rangers uniform because this game came out in 2003. Uh, but by the time it came out for the PlayStation 2 and PC in 2004, uh, and then I think 2005 for the last one, port, he was in a Yankees uniform because he had been traded uh, to the Yankees. So right. ultra, ultra hateable. Uh, this was truly peak hateable A-Rod. I guess unless hate grew after he... Uh, he's he's pretty bad now. Yeah, yeah, as a broadcaster, he's yeah he's awful. Um, he's not he's not worse now than when he took steroids and slapped the ball out of a man. And yeah, was he, like calling that he got it on an infield fly as he was running the bases. Yes. You guys remember that? Oh yeah. Uh, oh I, my god! I really did not like this man for a while because I was such a Pujols kid that I was like anyone who threatens Pujols' place as the top player, which. He barely had that time as the top player in baseball. A-Rod was a threat, and then Bonds was better when he was still around. So that was that – was, I was always – always had a personal grudge against A-Rod. Um, some differences between uh, these versions of the game. Um, well, before I get into that, actually, as we're getting into the history and context, I want to know what versions of this game that you all played. Uh, I know that I, uh, I originally had the GameCube version and then got it on PC – because I love these games on PC. It's probably the best way to play it, I think. Um, Eddie, let's start with you. What versions of this game have you played? Uh, I believe you had this game before me. I had it on GameCube as well. Mm. And then you had the PC version. You mm. brought it over to my house and I burned it. So I burned yeah. it and got my own copy from you. Dude, we were and so we were we were doing a lot of that back then. Yeah, burning CDs, music CDs, and, and games. Was, what a CDs and bridges at the same time. <laughs> yeah, Anyways, a lot sorry. of people don't talk to us anymore. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then like you, I prefer to play it on PC. It just mm -hmm. ran better. The control was better. So I mostly played this game on PC. Cool. Um, what about you, Mr. Alex Bernard? I got this on PS2. Ooh. Uh, and so I had had my PS2 for like two years at this point or ish. Um, and so when I got this, I was like, 
really excited because I loved the original Backyard Baseball mm-hmm. as fans of the show now. Yes. And when I started watching, or when I started playing this on PlayStation 2, uh, sorry, the Orioles can't stop hitting home runs, apparently. Um, Whoa, well, let's get a score update. Three to nothing. Oh, no, uh, we're talking. I don't know if they, ju- they just went back to back or two out of three hitters just hit home runs. Can't come but- from my brother just texted me. <laughs> yes it's tr- i i'm not lying um but i had this game for playstation 2 and i remember being obsessed with it because it, to me i had gone from the 2d version on pc to this mm. and I, I was like oh it's so realistic this is what alex rodriguez would look like as a kid <laughs> i can touch him like i can reach out and this is i can feel the grass beneath my feet um and so i, I loved this game immediately and i would i would play it with my friends or just like go into my basement for hours and just rip off games and seasons that's something i was planning on bringing up uh, a little bit later was how depending on the mode you're playing in like if uh, i usually would play because they're kids i always made these six inning games plus they're a lot faster um you can rip through games in like 25 minutes uh especially if like me uh you make a whole team of custom kids and they suck to, to start so you're getting like two hits in your first game and really not and no no traffic on the base paths but yeah, you can really rip through the, uh, this, which which is fun if you're just like in a binge, a binge mode. Um, it's another podcast that exists out there. Uh, so to get into a little, some of the differences, which is cool. So we've got all the we've got all the bases covered here, folks. All three of these games we've played, and I'm so sorry for that pun. Um, but the GameCube version was the first one. Um, it has uh, there were some improvements made to the PlayStation 2 and the PC version. This includes additional pro players uh, that were not in the first one. Um, This also includes a few additional stadiums and uh, a player, I think this character must have been part of the, I think he's part of the Backyard Basketball Series, Barry DJ. Do you guys know who Barry DJ is? Yeah, he was a the backyard basketball color commentator. So he was like the Vinny the Gooch, Vinny the Gooch of Becker basketball. Uh, the fun thing about Vinny the Gooch is if you say his name three times, he does appear. Uh, and I did just do that to us. I'm sorry. I saw him just cr- cross in both of your backgrounds. Um, yeah. So he's an unlockable character. <laughs> he's in and prison Clank. now, dude. Come on. Yeah. yeah the, well, I was wondering about that because in this game, you still have sunny day as the commentator, but Vinny is mysteriously gone. They don't even address it. And his replacement is, Abner double play. So th- oh, this begs a few questions, which is what happened to Vinny? I assume he had to kind of like, uh, I think it was, was it Tom or Marty Brenneman who made the Castellanos Tom call? Yeah. Does Tom Brenneman. This is, uh, again, Castellanos, <laughs> it's a deep drive to left field. I think that probably happened, something like that, to Vinny the Gooch. Uh, um, I think it's more what happened to FP Santangelo in Washington. I think it was a sexual harassment thing. That seems more of Vinny the Gooch's uh, Alley, you know, unfortunately, the sunglasses and the pinky rings. Yes, unfortunately, there could be a few different ways that Vinny could have done it. Had to be like inappropriate comments. Yeah, it is. It is also absolutely possible that he aged out of the role because (laughs) I'm not positive he wasn't like 37 in the first game. (laughs) (laughs) Because 
because what is it sunny day is like all right i'm here and then vinnie the gooch is like look at these kids yeah yeah pretty much he does refer to them as kids which is really funny i think they do that in this game too but (laughs) as if they're not also children uh but this Hafner's double play guy i remember Oh, it's it's funny as you get older things th- sometimes things can change for you i really did not like this guy as a kid no and now listening to how bad his jokes are i was really cracking up the other night at how and i love to crack up that's something about me i need you guys to know i love cracking up you're a laugher i'm you're a big a laugher, laugher for sure yeah um yeah. I'm always looking to crack up. Uh, anyway, double play just got me. I didn't write down any specific quotes, but there are some there are some that are really funny. Also notable, uh, he he's named after the creator of uh, the sport of baseball, Abner Doubleday. So it's pretty much paying, I guess, paying homage to that. But he's sort of how would you describe him? Um, a bit of a corny color commentator. He also he sounds like he's 45. Uh, he's he's essentially John Cruck if John Cruck didn't hate his job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does at least like to be there, it sounds like. Yeah. He's a baseball guy for sure. for sure. But but I, he gives I sense that he's better probably in the dugout. You know, like when Buck mm. Showalter used to be on baseball tonight. I mean, it's probably the same thing with Crucky. Crucky's a dugout guy, but yeah. double double day, double play whatever whatever that Cracker Jack writer's room came up with. <laughs> I, I just, he does seem a little out of his element. Like, you know, when the mics go off, he's just like letting out like some, uh, some curses. You know, he's just like yeah. telling you, telling it like it is. You know what I mean? You know, we, uh, when we got rid of, when Al Michaels, uh, when Col- Chris Collinsworth joined Al Michaels, it was kind of, he got a lot of pushback just because he was the new guy. Yes. On Sunday Night Football, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same with Abner. The thing is, I don't think Abner ever fully grew into the role as Chris Collinsworth has. Yeah, that's a really great comparison. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah. the that that's an interesting thing about this game is that is that you got double play as the new announcer with Sunny Day. Um, great to have Sunny back, a consummate pro. Um, yeah. But some of the differences in this in the versions that we've already gone over, I want to be a little specific here in that Barry Bonds was included, but only in the GameCube version. And I'm almost sure because there's there's not a lot of information about this version of the game that's out there. Most of the info comes about 2001 in the original game, but it had to be because he was not a part of the players union, which is why he wasn't in MVP baseball and, and other subsequent titles, um, which sucks because he is so good in the gamecube version yeah. he really gets his due i think we probably talked about it on the 2001 episode um again if you haven't listened to it listener and you love the series and you're maybe new more of a new listener since we did that go back october late october 2020 great episode that we three did about that game anyway in that version he doesn't really get his due statistically like i think he's like an eight or a nine as a hitter um where in this game um not only is he uh 10 on power but i think he's also an eight or a nine on contact that's when they actually split up that to make hitting your hitting attributes mm. a little more specific which i like um but i wonder why Bonds, he's a 10 on power yeah it's i wonder what say. that is i wonder it's hard to say I wonder what made him so good at hitting yeah i don't know maybe he's really good at holding a baseball bat i think i think that's what you're getting at yeah that's 
Yeah, but I, f- I feel like he holds the bat like everybody else. I don't know. <laughs> I just I wonder what he did to separate him. I don't know. He's the greatest to ever do it. There we are. Whatever it is. Whatever, um, it is. whatever we're referring to. So he's yeah. in the GameCube version, but there were a handful of additions to the PS2 and PC versions, including my favorite player, Albert Pujols, uh, Eric Gagne. Um, so there are two Dodgers in this game for some reason, Sean Green and Eric Gagne. So he's got little goggles. It's kind of, that's probably why they included mm-hmm. him. And he was a phenomenal closer in these couple of years. Uh, they also included uh, Greg Maddox in those versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlos yeah. Delgado. Oh no, maybe, maybe Delgado was already in the original one, but then Dontra Willis was an addition yeah, because yeah. he was a rookie in 2003 and this game came out before then so the d train made it in which is a great addition phenomenal rookie so dude he was a phenom he he was like third in cy young that year or something crazy yeah he was awesome we got i I don't know if we got to see him pitch but eddie we saw the giants and marlins play that year yes mickey cabrera was on that team as a skinny guy yes i think him and the d train were rookies that was crazy um i think he hit miguel cabrera hit a home run there famously tiger Tiger legend. Wasn't Cabrera a rookie? Or I guess he was there for a few years, right? Yeah, he played. He and I Willis think, weren't rookies the same year. I think they were. Yeah, I think 03. they were both 03. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Um, good, good, good. Uh, anyway, there's those additional characters. There may be a few characters. Uh, pro players as kids included as well. But the roster is also significantly cut down. This is one gripe I have with the game is that um, originally in 2001 and 2003, those backyard baseball games that included pros as kids, there were 31 pros uh, included, which was so fun. So every team has a representative. Um, and it's just a lot more, you know, fun to have all those pros in there. Where this one, it looks like there's around, it's around like 19, there's maybe like 18, 19, or 20 pro kids. I don't know. How do you guys feel about this? I think this is just an easy thing that I, can think this is like probably the first thing about the game I think of that I don't like. I I'm completely with you on this. I think having the one representative from each team, a la the all-star game, mm-hmm. is so it's so good for the game and for the choice in it. It does make me think of a big issue I I have with current baseball and how this is kind of like those first like the first indications mm. of this. And I don't know what it's like to be a 12 year old now. I don't. I don't care what people say. I just don't know what it's like to <laughs> right now. But I don't think baseball is as good as its legend making used to be. And mm-hmm. I look at like these names here, and obviously these are names from when I was at like the perfect age to be amazed by these guys. Yeah. But like Derek Jeter, Alex Rodriguez, Pedro Martinez, Ichiro Suzuki, Mike Piazza, Sammy Sosa. Albert Pujols, Barry Bonds, Randy Johnson, all legends, all like completely indelible names in the sport. That's not even naming everybody. It's also very funny that Alfonso Soriano is on that on this list for some reason. But I don't think baseball is as good at making people legends as they used to. And part of that reason is that it's like, I do think like 
including someone from every team is part of that legend making. It's part of that. Like Bobby Higginson was in a backyard. Baseball game, <laughs> oh, which yeah. means I will always know who Bobby Higginson is. That's included yeah. with the Brad Radkeys. Um, you know, <laughs> that's right. Yes. Uh, that's a, that's an interesting observation. I think I would also add that I think that might have something to do again. I, I would assume I'm a little biased because I feel similarly because you know, your era of when you grow up, whether it's games, movies, uh, like sports players, you're always going to be a little, we it's people tend to be idealistic about when you were like 12 ish age, that was the perfect age. I think you picked, um, if we really hold yeah. those, whatever was big at that age, we hold that up, but maybe it does have something to do also with, uh, player longevity now or like staying with one team because i think as much as like yeah you could look at uh not that players didn't move in in that era but they moved a lot less than they do now which is the case for every sport so Mm -hmm. i don't know Um, but you also don't see the counting stats like we used to at least for pitchers like we're always wondering like when are we gonna have the next 300 win pitcher because it's just yeah maybe never like where it's handled so different so I don't know. Um, it, 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 that's a good point, though, Bernard. I think you're, you got something there. Um, well, baseball's, baseball's had a marketing problem for a while. I mean, yeah. that's the average person. You show them a picture of Mike Trout, they won't, tell, they won't be able to tell you who he is. Yeah, And it's like, true. It's, my, it's the best player we've had for like the last 10 years. It's like, yeah. But you show a picture of Tom Brady, most people recognize Brady, even though he wears a helmet when he plays. Yeah. You know, it's it's, I don't know if it's marketing or, but I have a 12 year old nephew. You mentioned the average 12 year old. Yes. And he plays the show every day, but he creates a play, new player every day. And like, just does road to the show. What the and heck? he knows all that. He knows all the players. He knows a lot of the stats, but he doesn't watch baseball. So oh. I'll be watching baseball with my brother, his dad, and he'll, he'll be on his, he'll just kind of be sitting there and he'll look up and he'll say something like, Jose Altuve, is he good? Is he having a good year? <laughs> or like, just watch the game. You'll see his stats. And he doesn't ever sit there and watch the game because he just he doesn't have the attention span to sit through a game. Huh. But so it's kind of interesting just the minds of these younger people because it's yeah. Will they sit there for three hours and watch a game? Probably not. Yeah. But how do you get them interested? So yeah. Does he play baseball? He has uh he's played a few years. He's not been playing recently, but okay. I think that makes a difference too, is like if totally. you are actually playing the game. And then you want, because I feel like I remember playing basketball at a young age and I know kids love watching basketball, but I do remember watching basketball at a young age and being like, this is completely unrecognizable to what we do as fifth (laughs) graders. Like this is, I, my coach would be like, watch and see and learn. I was like, what do you mean learn? There you can dunk. (laughs) They just, he just threw a full court pass. I can't do that. I barely Um, hit the rim. (laughs) Baseball is at least like a little recognizable from yeah. Little League, which is why I think there's like not to we we can get back to the game, but we, which is why I think there's like that kind of like childlike aspect to it mm-hmm. is because there's only like so much that can be different between yeah. like Major League Baseball and between like the Little League World Series. Yeah, I think it helps mm-hmm. being able to scale down the field so much. But yeah, there is something to baseball. Like you turn on the Little League World Series. Granted, these are like the best 12 year olds in the world playing this game, but still it does look like there is a comparison there that you can at least sort of translate. 
Um, Eddie, what about your other nephew? Does he is he super locked in to the game? Because I know he plays baseball. Loves baseball. He's really good. He's like he's really good at playing baseball. He doesn't watch it as much. He has adopted the Padres as his team. Loves Tatis, so he was heartbroken over oh, the like, That was kind of his first his first big heartbreak was like, he was so despondent over hearing about it. And mostly just because he looks up to him. So to hear that he cheated and stuff was hard for him to take. Um, But they went to, they actually got to go to the home run derby this year, him and my, my brother, his dad. And Oh, Oh, that's so cool. Uh, Yeah, man. I love that. Um, uh, Any last words on just like uh, the, the, size of the roster in this game of course all the backyard kids are back there's a their designs can differ slightly you don't hear their everybody's walk-up song except pablo's now which is a detail i forgot um yeah that's weird but uh yeah any thoughts on the roster eddie <laughs> i think as far as the backyard kids are concerned they lost a little bit of their charm to me looking mm, back on yeah. it there was something special about the cartoon features they had and the their specific personalities and Remember on 2001 or 03 in the, you could actually look at the baseball cards and it would have all the kids and you could click on the kids and they would talk to you and they'd have different things they'd say. And I don't know if this game had that, did it? I think it has a version of that, but I still think you make a very good point where, you know, I think we do, there is some, there's aspects of the series that is sacrificed by moving to 3d. And I think ultimately leads to like the, the downfall of the series in general. That's just cause yeah. I stopped playing it as a kid. Uh, but there's personality lost even in the field um, for sure that you don't get, or when they're mm-hmm. up to bat, there's a little, it's there slightly, but you have make a really good point. I wonder if part of it is those games, at least humong- humongous entertainment, the point and click games they had, a lot of that stuff was, you'd find little secrets and click on things. You had to click on everything. And you took, you took your time with those games because you were trying to figure things out. And then as we move forward to the 3d world, you know, we're now we're going more functionality in some ways. Yeah. So you naturally lose some mm-hmm. of that charm. So that's just kind of how I look back on this, on this era. Not that I didn't, I loved the game. It was fun. It's just oh, yeah. certain, certain charming aspects of the first game kind of went away. Yeah. It definitely feels as feels different. And, and I do miss a lot of the charm, but yeah, like you said, I loved this game back then. I've like picked it up the last couple of years. We'll get into some specific memories of playing these game of this game, but uh, it's a good baseball game. It's fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, the roster a little to be left desired. I, one thing I did notice after playing the game a little bit and watching some like plays of it on YouTube is that the fields are really fun but the only one we actually have from the original couple games is steel stadium, which is cool, but I, it would have been so much fun, I think. And again, I like the stadium. I keep, we keep talking about what the game doesn't have, but I, yeah. I do like the stadiums. I think that the new parks are really fun and cool and got a lot of uh, personality to them, but I just, it would have been cool to see um, like parks department field number two in this art style or playground commons or, we get a new beach uh, stadium in the boardwalk, which I actually love the boardwalk. And especially, you know, yeah. Eddie and I growing up not too far from Santa Cruz. That was like, oh, we know this place. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any do you guys have any thoughts on maybe you, Bernard, any any stadium or park thoughts or any other any other aesthetic to the game that you want to talk about? I'm 
quickly refamiliarizing myself with what they had at the time because I remember in 2001 they had was it, is it is it Tin Can Alley? Yeah. Yeah, that, that I, was an 032 and that that gets the boot here. I love Tin Can Alley. I think because I think it's a good I think what they should be doing is asking where do kids just like find a place to play baseball mm-hmm. yeah. and tin can alley felt like very real to me where it's like okay th- these are kids in a city and they found some vacant lot and they're going to turn it quickly into a baseball diamond um and so i i love when they do stuff like that and i think that really captures the game well uh, Eddie, why don't you say a little bit more what you think about the stadiums while I just like catch up on exactly what the sure. 2005 stadiums look like. Yeah, these were I this was one of the biggest things that I loved about this game was mm. how cool the stadiums were. So there was a drive-in one that had the oh, giant yeah. drive-in screen on the left, like a green monster, but it was a drive-in screen. So some of that charm was definitely there as far as where kids would play. Um, they play in a swamp. There's like a swamp field. Yes. Um, there was a, the tin can alley got replaced by a junkyard, which was a huge field. Yeah. Um, and so th- those ones really live vividly in my memory because I thought th- that was a really cool thing. But to your point too, Connor, I would have liked to see, you know, um, maybe not Sandy flats, but yeah, like, gosh. you know, uh, playground commons or one of some of those in, in 3d would have been nice to see, but we got yeah, some good maybe- ones. Maybe just like a couple more additions, because I understand yeah. you know, it's a new game. Like the first one, uh, 2003, so highly reflected 2001, as much as they also had like a couple of like, um, what do they call them in uh, in in Super Smash Bros where they make a character? I was literally just thinking about Smash. What do they call them? Like clone, not clones, but like Cla- an Echo classic. Fighter. Oh, Echo Fighter. So but it's like remember in, Sm- in, in Melee when we got the Great Fox yes uh, stage and it was like oh my it's so awesome because mm-hmm. it we were so used to the n64 one so that that was really cool to see it yeah all it could be you know yeah so maybe yeah. a few more would have been great um but i do like it and and uh, but bernard also makes an interesting point like oh there's these are more baseball parks and less where would kids just play i, I wonder think, but that's okay i wonder if the i wonder if the yeah. developers were even considering that they were probably like oh kids don't care about nostalgia they don't care about like seeing their <laughs> you know what and i mean i wonder who's if to say really how different it. this development team was yeah. easily right. from the the 1997 version let alone 01 and 03 yeah they have like this one that i remember because i i was over at connor's house uh his apartment playing this on the gamecube a few days ago uh, and I played on one of the like the desert stadium, or we played oh, on the yes. desert the, like, stadium. Yeah, with like the rocks in the background. Yeah, it was like desert a string Buttes. of rocks. Was that desert buttes? Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, desert buttes. And I'm looking at it right now, and there's like a shot of it where you can see that there are just like cars parked in yeah. the parking lot, which I guess is to imply that the kids were driven by their parents to this desert baseball field to play a pickup game um and i think it's like that's cool and i like the idea of like okay we're gonna do a desert park we're gonna do a swamp park we're gonna do a boardwalk park um i think just like to me that's that's all well and good to me the parks work best when it really feels like like i almost think like the bases need to be not bases 
at mm. some of these parks. Like, I think that would have been yeah. cool if it was like, okay, you're at, you're at the boardwalk and we're using somebody's like surfboard or visor for second base. Like that yeah. would have, I think, added to that, um, like makeshift feeling yeah. of playing baseball when you're younger, where you don't deflated baseball. Exactly, you're like a shoe, a shoe. Yeah, like (laughs) someone's like Yankee hat as as third base. Like you just use whatever you can get to make the base pass. That's a good point. Oh, I think that probably would have you could have just done that in a few of these stadiums or parks or whatever, and it fields, and it would have yeah maybe felt a little a little more familiar in that way. Yeah, Uh, added to it. Um, there's there's other differences in the game that I that we could we don't need to go over in super detail unless anybody wants to like the power-ups are a little different in this game even um the pitching is slightly different as far i mean a lot is different about this game because you are it is a 3d baseball game so you are seeing the pitch come in on a full 3d plane where as much as the original ones are again i really feel like timeless um it is because it's 2d they're sort of emulating or yeah emulating like a 3d plane for at least where the ball is coming in but it's not actually 3d but this is a little different um as far as gameplay goes um and i I really like this in a lot of ways um there are things i really like about this game and the way it plays that do make it a little more addicting for me than the original ones but then there's some Mm -hmm. drawbacks as well eddie maybe i kind of want to hear from you what do you remember about how this game played or or how it felt it played really well, especially on PC. It worked really well with a mouse. I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember you could right click to dive. Oh, that was killer. a big. That was a big thing. That was cool. The, I think it's one X thing on the GameCube. Okay, you had to, but you, when you were thrown to first, there was like a little mini map on the top left with one, two, three, and oh. home, and you had to click on which base you were throwing to. So oh, okay. that was kind of difficult, but you got. I think you picked it up pretty quickly. So That's... those two things, yeah. Well, that's interesting. When you're playing, sorry, when you're playing on the PC, are you clicking where the ball's coming in to hit? Like, are you yeah. swinging by clicking the right spot? Yeah. Right. That Just makes like the old things. Ones. That makes things a little easier. Yeah, because yeah, that is the that is one of the big challenges of hitting in the in the the control stick games is that. Yeah, if you could just move your thing freely as opposed to it being anchored on a center point, it probably would be a lot easier. And the precision of a mouse is great. Um, but uh, that's I, something that I don't even think I considered until we're, you you just mentioned something, Eddie, is that in the original games, uh, you see the entire field, the entire play, once a ball is in play um, or someone steals. Next camera, yeah. Y- yes, this version, the camera, because there's so much more space they're covering in a 3D environment, the camera does move to that area. So I could imagine, are you clicking like the base itself in the field or on the mini map to throw? Because I don't remember. On the mini map. There's a little uh, mini map on the top oh, left. That makes sense because wow. then you can uh, then you can actually see, because you're not going to see every base. But if you want to throw right. there. Okay. Interesting. Um Hey, sorry, I, we were kind of like in the middle of you sharing about gameplay when it kind of interrupted you. But um, anything else that comes okay. to mind? No, I'd like to hear what uh, Bernard has to say. Yeah, Bernard, any gameplay thoughts and like how it feels? Uh, well, I played this about five days ago. Was it a, a full Maybe week? Your place? 
a full week ago at your place. Uh, and I think it sucks. And I <laughs> hate it. Uh, I hate it every second of it. I, I, I started it. I'm is like reliving trauma. I started a nine inning game exhibition game. Connor was like, why don't you do an exhibition game? I was like, that's a good idea, Connor. And then I, what I should have said was Connor, don't do this to me. Connor, stop. Connor, I don't want to. I don't like the I, way this is going. I, 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 started know, right? playing, I started playing. He did this to me. I started playing the nine inning game and I was like, and I put it on all-star, all-star difficulty. And Connor was like, I think that's going to be a little too high for you. And I said, I never turn my ego down. And this is a common thread for you. As you can see, yeah. It's ever all of my life is just different lessons about my own hubris. That's <laughs> my entire life. And it, Eddie, that's why I asked about the PC is because I could not hit the ball. I found it impossible to see where the ball was coming in. And I think part of that is like, obviously I was playing on a higher difficulty, but I also just had a really difficult time. And I think this is probably a good thing. I think it's probably makes the gameplay better, but it's difficult to tell where the ball is ending up. It really is similar to real baseball where I just kept thinking, oh, this is difficult because the ball is moving and you have a split second to decide yeah. where to hit it. And I think that probably changes on pro difficulty a little bit, but I think the gameplay is good and good enough that it makes baseball feel realistic. That said, I lost 17 to nothing. And oh. it was 17 0. Did I get one run? I feel like you Did maybe scored. I can't remember. I also I might have hit a home run. I might have hit one home run, but yeah. I'm a three true outcomes player. <laughs> and You're Joey Gallo. I am. I that's exactly what I was. I was Joey Gallo. <laughs> Um, so I think I replaying it for that one game, I hated the gameplay, but when I played it, I loved the gameplay when I played it as like a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. It also definitely takes some getting used to even getting back into it for the past few weeks. Cause I've been, I've been dabbling a bit to prepare for this episode. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, even like, no, you're all good. Uh, even my cat uh, just jumped into box that was <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> i figured something had to happen along those lines oh we're all 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 cat owners here so that's it. i should have got that out at the top sorry guys so we got well bernard's cat norm my cat daphne and then um who's your cat i have hunter and lily hunter and lily that's, oh beautiful yeah. um anyway uh yeah the gameplay is a little difficult to get back into i don't it's not as seamless as the just a, a simple mouse and keyboard um because on a controller too there's like button combinations to run that are different from to throw that are different to like retreat a runner hitting is a little more challenging but it's overall like once i get used to it i do have a lot of fun with it and there are ways that i think it is more challenging than the pc version which like bernard said could be a good thing um but um but yeah overall like i do like like Eddie, eddie you were saying the right click to to like dive or slide in the field, which is great. It's X on the GameCube, probably I guess circle on the PlayStation 2. 
Um, but that's a fun mechanic in this game. And I was telling Bernard this because if you can make a diving catch on a ball on a line, and it's also good for like stopping like grounders or something, if your player's not going to get to it, um, if you can make a diving catch on a ball in the air, uh, you get a power up on offense, um, which mm-hmm. is, which you got that when you would uh, turn double plays in the original game, but this adds incentive to not only just lay out for balls, but if you're getting greedy, something I found myself doing over the years is you sort of like let a ball almost drop or you you're slow to it. So then you time your dive to where you didn't need to dive, but you do. And then you get that power up, which is great. Um, did you ever do this, Eddie? I feel like we probably shared. Oh, yeah. This. Yeah, I definitely did this. And that was one of the most satisfying sound effects. The dun, 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 when you get oh, a power. So good, <laughs> that should be my like a uh, text, my new text tone. Um, That's a good idea. I love that. Um, Connor tried to get me to do that diving trick. Yes, I did. in my seventeen to one game, and uh, I think it led in two runs when I tried. <laughs> Just is, kick I mean, a man when he's down. Truly, there's risk reward. Yeah, if you miss one or like it's a liner, yeah. it's go- it could like get past you and go to the wall. And some of those deep mm-hmm. like fields, like the junkyard or whatever it's called, oh, that mm-hmm. you're that's gonna maybe be an inside the parker. Um, and there's some there's some tactics involved with this because Connor, you mentioned the custom characters. Yes. And you're probably gonna get to this at a second. Oh, please, but, by all means. But you could create a whole custom team. You could create up to nine custom kids in this game. And they start out with pretty bad attributes, but the better they do in the game, they get little certificates, right? Like yeah. get a home run or whatever. So then they get more attributes as they get better. So if you are good at diving, you can get those power up bats and then use it to make your creative players better you know what i mean yes. so there was some skill involved um, so some like strategy involved in definitely developing your team well which is this is something that i know i was talking to both of you about it's my favorite way to play this game now kind of like how and i did it a little growing up um but it was fun as a kid to pick you know all the best pros and just murder the league throughout a season but now when i go back to the original games I'll create sort of middle of the road teams, maybe a couple pros, a couple good backyard kids, and then some mm-hmm. just just some crap in my lineup as well to make it challenging. The challenge that I end up finding in this one is putting it on like a middle to high difficulty, making a full custom team. And then, yeah, like Eddie said, improve as you go along because your kids, you only have so many points that you can put into power, contact, running, pitching, and fielding. Um, and even if you're not putting any in, in pitching, cause you only really need one pitcher, um, you, it's still not enough to like make a very well-rounded player. Um, you got to pick and choose. So, yeah. but that's a, I forgot that that is a nice way to get hits, especially when you're like, I recently, I was telling both of you this week, I spent one night where I created a version of the current St. Louis Cardinals. Um, you know, gave everyone nicknames. Uh, it's fun because when you're playing, creating these custom kids, um, there's like three different body sizes you can choose. Uh, it's a lot more expansive than the original game. They look very, like they look like a custom kid is going to look from 2003. <laughs> They're pretty generic looking, just like the opponents you face throughout the game. But it was fun. So created that Cardinals team. Had Wayno on the mound. Uh, the only person who didn't make it who would probably start is Tyler O'Neill. Eddie, I was sure to put uh, – I put Pujols in left field because he played that for a couple of years. Uh, but, yeah, that was fun to see their their stats get better and better. Over when, Again, like you were saying, Bernard, I played one night 
did like three games in an hour and a half and was like just a blast. Um, mm. Who's your backup? Who would you bring in in relief? Who was your relief pitcher? I didn't have a relief pitcher. It was Wayno all the way, baby. Every you're just like Wayno or bust. Yeah, I mean, which can be challenging early on, especially with the the juice, because you have you can choose to do stamina. I I like to have stamina. It it has or I think offers a varying difficulty. But yeah, yeah, during that first game, I think we lost like two to one or something, and Wayno was really on his last legs, like where you're just clicking the pitch cursor and the possibility of where that pitch can land. The circle is so big <laughs> that it could be a ball. <laughs> so it's tough. Um, do you guys, uh, and if there's any details about the game that we, that you want to sprinkle in, please do throughout this discussion. Um, Cause now I just kind of want to hear about what you remember about the game, uh, any memories you might have and, uh, and just what we uh, think of it now. Um, Bernard, uh, when you think about playing this game, what do you think of? Do you have any specific memories of how you played it? I'd love to hear. I remember this was the way that I would kind of like, it was a good contrast to my love for like real baseball Mm. uh, because I enjoyed putting guys in my lineup and feeling like, like understanding when I thought that their attributes were wrong or when they felt right. Uh-huh. Where I was like, Sammy Sosa would never run that fast, or Sammy Sosa w- is whatever. Um, and the same thing with like players like Derek Jeter. Where I'm like, okay, Derek Jeter just like cannot hit anything better than a line drive. Really? Yeah. Like that's just <laughs> never gonna happen. Um, and so my this was like my first experience with like forming lineups, Ooh. understanding where to put guys, and it really I think it teaches like any baseball game really teaches you the game well mm. in a way that I don't think other sports games teach you the game as well, mm. especially at like this age, especially with where sports games were at this time. But baseball is so situational um, that by playing backyard baseball and playing it, playing this version too, that was so addicting um, and that felt so advanced at the time uh i just remember learning about these players a lot and also caring about counting stats and being and caring about uh strikeouts and and stuff like that in average um and so i think it's i was so obsessed with major league baseball i remember pablo sanchez would be like the only backyard kid that would make it in my lineup Mm -hmm. Um, like that was common for a lot of kids like us playing this game yeah I, I think so. I think so. So the, those were my big, like, that. that's what I feel like the influence of this game had on me. was like kind of like that practical engagement Yeah. Uh, with baseball. That's cool. Um, I love that. And you said uh, you were kind of talking about, you, did you play this in a basement? Is that what you said? Yeah. So in Michigan, we have basements. Pretty cool. Um, pretty cool. And we had, we had, we had a pretty good basement. And I would just, we had a TV down there and that's where we had the PlayStation set up and I would just get really close to the screen uh, and my buddy <laughs> might come over. Every single time I do one of these episodes, I'm always just like, I played this with my buddy and I'm always referring to the same guy, Jake. Uh, and he would come over and we would, uh, or like a few of my other friends would come over and we would just like get close to the screen and just play for hours. Um, and I think it's just like, Baseball games are just so satisfying to play. Yeah. 
they're just so straightforward. Hitting home runs is so satisfying. Um, and so I would play in my basement with like a can of Diet Coke Ooh, if I was lucky. Delicacy. That's what we had. Yeah. <laughs> delicacy. <laughs> and I'm I'm just like looking at pictures of the game right now on my computer. Um yeah, I I love I love this game. Uh I love that, Bernard. Um, Eddie, what about you? Do you have any, any anything of a similar vein that you want to share, whether it be memories or just uh things you thought about looking back at your time with this game? One thing I, I kind of think about is adding the contact attribute was kind yeah. of a game changer. Mm-hmm. So certain mm-hmm. certain kids got buffed in a way. So mm-hmm. We we spent a lot of time on this pod making fun of Reese Worthington. He's kind of an easy target to make fun of. But if you look at him in this game, his contact's actually pretty high. So he's actually pretty useful in this game. Yeah. I yeah. Remember, so I was so in tune to the older games. I played so much of backyard baseball 01 and 97 that that was one thing I noticed. I was like, wait a second, Ricky Johnson all of a sudden has power. Uh, yeah. Wait a second. Ernie Seal is better at hitting than he used to be. So I would notice that and be like, they made these kids better in some ways. So then I'd start using them. Andy Frazier all of a sudden had pop. Like, yeah, it's kind of fascinating. So they were able to do more developmentally wise with that. So that's just one thing I kind of think about. The other cool thing I wanted to talk about was I remember playing a season and playing a whole, you get to the World Series and you get a new field. You unlock this new field and yes. it's like, I think it's like humongous memorial or whatever. And it just looks really cool. And that feeling was really cool as a kid that, oh, they actually put a new field in that we get to play on. It looks awesome. So that was cool. I love that. Um, Speaking of the, you know, your point about the contact attribute being added, um, it was great because it separated power and contact and they weren't just in the same stat. And it like it, I remember thinking like, or maybe assuming, or this could just be me, um, you know, revisionist history, but I remember thinking, well, they know if this character can hit for power or contact, even if McGuire might be like a 10 on batting or whatever, because he, they're not, because you could just, it, the way it would play out in the actual game, you knew that, um, oh, Derek Jeter being a nine on power doesn't mean he's good with a power bat. So it was always mm-hmm. there, I think in the, in the DNA of those games, but it was really fun. Yeah. Like Eddie said, to see, play out here and yeah maybe even give a little more specificity to how this the quality of some of the play in this game and the kids and how good yeah. they were um yeah which is part of the reason too why you're spreading your for custom kids your attributes over five uh slots instead of just four um uh so yeah i mean when i think of the playing this game i i mean i've had a few waves uh playing it you know i played it growing up of course probably majority the first summer we we got the we got these games or maybe mm-hmm. two it was probably actually over a couple summers since they came out in like consecutive years almost um but i mostly remember playing the pc version uh and eddie there was this i think we were both this must have been in like junior high when we were old enough to i think help with vacation bible school at the church we went to growing up and mm-hmm. all i remember is this could have been we were in junior high we also could have been like maybe into high school at this point but i remember all i would do is go help at vbs uh during the day over the summer and go home and just play backyard baseball on on this this the 3d version this the 2005 
with A-Rod on the Yankees. Um, love that so much. So that really sticks in my mind. Another specific memory I have is uh, in summer of 2020 is when I got this game off eBay, uh, repurchased it after selling it at some point growing up. And I, uh, I played through almost an entire season until my memory card uh, save file got corrupted, um, no. which, which I think it's the specific memory card because I have bad news, guys. That happened to my Cardinals team. And so now no. it's just gone. Yeah. It's, just, it's gone completely? You, you can't you either can just leave it on your memory card or if you, you can't play it cause it's corrupted. So it gives you the option to delete it or to try to reload it and it wouldn't reload. And this happened multiple times. So uh, bummer, but I played so I remember that summer. Oh, it's okay. Uh, again, it was, you know, especially during 2020 when most people were just camped at home at all times. I'd play like five, six games a day, just like blow through them. And like three hours would go by in the blink of an eye. But um, yeah, there's a lot about this game that even revisiting now, I really enjoy the moment to moment gameplay. Even if there's some buggy stuff, like, like I was complaining to one of you in a text the other day, I think it was Bernard actually, how, as soon as you hit a ball, the computer, you know, the computer knows literally where that ball is going to end up. And so you see, the opposing team like as the ball is off the bat making a line to exactly where that spot is so it really feels like you got to earn your hits because not only are they phenomenal on defense but even when you do have those those borderline hits where you're like oh that might get through they're like laying out and getting all of them um the running is a little frustrating because mm-hmm. kind of like in a lot of games like in a double play situation like if you hit a line drive or a fly ball your people might just go. That's annoying. But other yeah. than that, like, I really like how this game feels for the most part. And uh, it, it's definitely more of a simulation baseball game, like simulating the sport than Bernard and I talked about Mario Superstar Baseball. That's more arcadey. Not like this yeah. is the most realistic game in the world, but it's so much fun. And it's funny because the pros for me were such an enormous part, if not the main draw for the, the second and third game. 2001 2003 but for this one they just weren't it was it was all about the custom kids because you could make a team of your friends like you could do whatever you wanted and i just got so much entertainment out of it and it's still the thing about the game that i come back to today um yeah that's um that's pretty much all i had to share really about you know details about the game or my personal experience with it um as we uh as we close, like, you know, get to closing time here, as we round, uh, we go to the bottom of the, of the ninth here and, uh, <laughs> Ed, and kid Edwin Diaz comes out to his, uh, trumpet music. So good. Um, it's incredible. Um, uh, as we do that, uh, I just want to open it up to you guys, uh, for any final words, if you didn't already, and if you already got the same, you can just go ahead and pass along. Um, but any final words on uh, just what backyard baseball 2005, you know, that this, these three games that we're talking about today, uh, just wait, final words on the game. Um, Bernard, why don't we start with you? Any last uh, words to wrap up? Yeah. So, well, when I was preparing for this episode, I, uh, I started wondering, I was like, I wonder how many kids in backyard baseball took steroids. <laughs> or had been accused of taking how many of the pros and so i, I did look it up and it was, it was fewer in this version 
than in the 2001, but this is 2005. Oh. The Mitchell, the Mitchell report comes out two years later. Uh, and so I wrote down in my little book here, I wrote down Ooh. every name of the people of the pros in here who, who took steroids or allegedly took steroids. We, I don't like think I'm right anymore. now. So Alex Rodriguez is in this game. Mm-hmm. He took steroids. Mike Piazza, mm-hmm. Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, and Keisha Phillips. <laughs> actually, all took oh. steroids. And that's a shame because oh. she was already so good before that. I well, that's, I, that is, that is, it's like the McGuire thing. It's like she could already hit 49 home runs in her rookie season. Um, <laughs> but that's what happened. I mean, I think she and Bonds have the same, the same trainer. Um, so <laughs> that happens. She's the one who, like, when I played in that 17 to one game, oh, I think like she went three like, homers or for five with three home runs or like, slugging percentage like a 900 slugging percentage or something like geez it's absolutely unbelievable um i mean five five tool five tool player that's true she is a five tool player and all five of the tools are power um (laughs) she uh that was i mean my main thought for that my main thought from the game was just like how these players have become like legends and how they were legends at the time but Mm -hmm. i you know i love this game um I I think I thought it was a good evolution of the franchise, even if it was like ultimately slightly leading to its downfall, even sure. if like it was coming a little late mm-hmm. or like was kind of being um, pushed out of the market by other games that did what it did better. Just kids were more interested in different kinds of sports. But for what this game was at the time, I loved it. And I was amazed that they could make something I already loved uh, even cooler. Even if as an adult, there are moments that frustrate me about sure. this game. At the time, it felt perfect yeah. in every way. And that's kind of a good metaphor for baseball itself. Wow, look at that. Mm. Uh, well, thank you again, Bernard. Um, Eddie, what about you? Any any final thoughts on backyard baseball and the, the ones we're talking about today? Justice for my boy, Reese Worthington. Let him play second base. Hit him in the two-hole. He's a young Skip Schumacher. He'll get the job done. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this game has a has a place in my heart. Maybe not a special place in my heart, but it has mm-hmm. a place in my heart. I think the the originals have a very special place in my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But And this game, this game's great. It is. And uh, for what it was at the time, it was really great. But I look back on my life, and I, I when I think back at baseball, I think the – Good old 97 or 01. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I, you know, like the, the other two fellows on the show, I really like this game. This is one of my favorite baseball games uh, that I've ever played. It's probably in my, it's in my top 10 for sure, maybe top eight. Um, you know, it's one of the eight that we will have covered on the series over a couple of years. So it's no, that should be no surprise to anyone, but I love this game. I love, there's some fun additional modes they add to it, even if, they're not like amazing. Like there's a home run derby mode, which I don't know why it oh, took yeah. until this one to do, but I, I did it as bonds and I was just hitting like 500 foot homers and the boardwalk, like to where there's no, <laughs> like they stop animating the area because base they didn't, I think they forgot that you would be hitting balls that far and that the camera would show you the background where there's nothing past the boardwalk. Um, there's like a little clubhouse portion in one of the games where you go to the clubhouse and you play this like dart baseball game, which is yeah, really fun. I remember that. There's some like uh, Easter eggs and homages to the humongous entertainment series, like Freddie fish and, and putt putt and pajama Sam. Um, 
it's great. And like Bernard, you, you described it as cool. And I think this game, that's what captured me initially was how cool it was to have my favorite series uh, in 3d finally. And I think it's a pretty dang good execution of it. And a lot of the gameplay, even if it differs in some areas, gave me the same like uh, good feeling that I had from playing the originals and then getting away from that, I think is where they strayed in the series, but overall really fun memories. And I, and I, I want to like make a custom team and play through it. This, this game is still entertaining enough for me to want to play today. Um, as long <laughs> as my memory card doesn't get corrupt, yeah. but um, yeah, that'll go ahead and, and wrap up our discussion today. Uh, the third in the call me by your ball game series this summer of 2022, a uh, backyard baseball, 2005. Let's go ahead and wrap up with some plugs. If we've got any, um, Eddie, thank you again for coming back, man. You know, I love to get you on these shows. If I choose one of the two other options that I'm going to choose, which I haven't even told you about, I'm going to have to have you back as well. Um, but, uh, anything you want to plug today, my friend? Uh, I would like to say I'm a proud Patreon supporter of you NPC are. radio. So At the $10 uh, make sure you DJ toad tier. I'm a DJ toad. I'm a DJ toad. Make sure you become a DJ toad too, and support this amazing, amazing group of podcasters. As for me personally, uh, I have a YouTube channel called Normcore Baseball. I don't upload a lot, but there's some funny videos on there. And you really can find me stuff. on Instagram at HopHeadEd. And uh, hey, get- if, you're ever in, if you're ever in Central California, like, like Northern California, Central Valley area, come by Blaker Brewing and I'll, I'll, maybe I'll pour you a beer. Ooh, yeah. Mention the Woo-hoo. show. Uh, I really hope that happens someday. That would be really cool. Even if it's just. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, thanks again, uh, Eddie. And yeah, please listeners check out the channel. I'll put a link to anything we plug in the show notes. You can just click it, but it's a really entertaining channel Bernard. I know you would love it. Speaking of Alex Bernard, my friend, um, I, I've only ever had you on for the baseball series, but this is your third episode on call me by your game. So thank you for sticking around and doing this one as well. What do you, anything you want to plug on your way out today? Uh, the Dodgers are going to be playing in the World Series at the end of October, early November. So be sure to tune into that. <laughs> I I don't have any. I don't know if I have anything personal to plug. I mean, my Instagram and Twitter are at Alex D Bernard. If you're interested in that, um, subscribe to Connor's channel. Subscribe to this video game channel. Become a Patreon. Um, I'll have a short coming out in a little bit. But in the meantime, everybody should go watch Mike Christian's and Rob Skirbo's web series dinosaur portals uh which is hilarious and insane i love it um, and about two people trying to sell a screenplay in hollywood and it's um this is the second time not easy. not one of those two people have plugged it like someone else has plugged their series it, it is really great so i'll put a link to the show notes as well thanks for being here it's buddy it's just a blast it's just um, a blast they just they are just really good at like putting people in situate in like great comedians in situations yeah. to succeed they really are. Anyway, um, yeah. Well, Thanks for having me on, dude. Oh, of course. And I can't wait to go to that Cardinals game with you and see Pujols hit number seven hundred. Um, Hell yeah. Well, folks, uh, I'll go ahead. Go ahead. I've done that so many times. I'll go ahead and close us out with some plugs of my own. Again, look forward to the final installment of the Call Me by Your Ball Game series uh, at the end of September. TBD on that game. Um, but I'm choosing between two. The cover art, the show art for Call Me By Your Game is done by the artist Glenn J. You should follow Glenn on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y to see the other wonderful work. 
that he does. Um, the show is produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt, um, who also runs his own show, uh, Video Games, a comedy show. It's more of a panel style group discussion. Uh, with the, it's a really hilarious show. So check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Also part of this network. I'm on social media at Connor underscore McCabe. Uh, and uh, you can also, uh, like I said, lastly, check us out on Patreon. If you like this discussion, you like to hear me talk to people about video games, you are going to like what you find there. And there's so much content. Like we do too much stuff. There's almost something every day that I would say three to five, four days out of the week. We have a brand new Patreon exclusive show coming out. If you're at the, especially if you're at the $10 DJ toad tier. So again, patreon.com slash super NPC radio. That'll do it for this episode of call me by your game. We will see you on the next.